14. And I want us to look into Hebrews chapter 5 this morning. And the Bible has a warning here to those of faith. And this warning comes, and it's kind of what we would consider parenthetical. In other words, he's not really talking about the subject, but he kind of puts this in here to help remind us the importance of staying up on our faith and not becoming what the Bible calls dull of hearing. And we'll talk about that, and that's what I titled the message this morning, Dull of Hearing. And so we come to this time, and he kind of puts this information in between this, and, and he's, he was dealing with Melchizedek, he's talking about that, and right in the middle of this, uh, just before he talks about the principles of the oracles of God, uh, he talks about this in a parenthetical way, and he just kind of says, hey, let me highlight this for just a moment. This is important for you to know in the midst of all of this. And why did he do that? Well, because the people were going back into a sacrificial system. <laughs> They wanted to go backwards instead of move forward in their Christian life. And so what he's challenging us with is this one thing. He's challenging us with the idea of you're not to become dull of hearing. In other words, we just don't listen anymore. And number two, that you remain a babe. In other words, once you get saved, you should start growing. Amen? Uh, I'm sure Carrie loves the fact that Raylan is just this little ba bouncing baby, but she's excited now that Raylan is now walking. She'll be excited when Raylan picks up the spoon and starts feeding herself too at some point. You know what I mean? And so I believe God sees us the same way. He doesn't want us to remain a babe in our Christian life. He wants us to get to the place. And here's the thing. Sometimes we come along and we'll move along, but then we remain immature as a Christian. And so we're going to look at this this morning, and this is what he's dealing with. Let me begin in verse 11, and we'll read on through verse 14. He says, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age." even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Father, I believe the life of a Christian should always be about making spiritual progress, and we find in Hebrews spiritual regression or immaturity starting to occur. And what happened is Jesus Christ was sacrificed on the cross at Calvary. Uh, he was buried. He rose again the third day. Uh, this is the message, the gospel that's being preached. And so it's going out around uh, being preached. And by the time we get to Hebrews here, these folks know this message. Many of them have trusted Christ as their Savior. And what they do is they fall back into tradition or they fall back into what uh, their forefathers were teaching prior to Christ's coming. And so you see that happening. And what happens is, is that there's a regression that starts or an immaturity that starts. And spiritual immaturity is a result of a lack of interest in God or apostasy. And in their case, it was a lack of interest in Christ. It was a lack of interest in what Jesus Christ had done on the cross at Calvary for them. And so apostasy sets in. And, and that lack of interest sets in. And the following verses are a warning against becoming stalled in your Christian life. And this is really what this is about. What happens to us is you sit in a service just like this and... You hear my voice week after week after week after week, and what happens is you become tone deaf to my voice. You don't hear me anymore. Uh, one of the missionaries came in and he said, you know what's really funny is I know you probably have already preached this, and the people have come up to me and said, man, that's a fantastic message you preached. I just wish pastor would preach something like that. And the reality is, is I have. But what you've heard is your choice. And so what happens is he started laughing. And he said, I know this to be a fact. What happens is, is they sit in services and your voice 
resonates out from it. Listen, the same thing happened to Christ. You hear me, but you cannot hear me anymore because you become tone deaf to the voice of the one that's bringing forth the message. And so what we have to do is realize that the message isn't about the messenger, it's about Jesus Christ, the message, amen? And we have to get focused back on that. Spiritual immaturity is the result of a lack of interest in God or apostasy, and the following verses warn us against this stalled Christian life. It's not that you are always dealing with a dull teacher or a dull preacher. That's just not the truth. I watch church hoppers. There are people that hop from church to 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 church, and before long, they're back in our church. And the reason they do that is because, well, I'm just not getting fed. And the thing I ask sometimes, have you gone up to the stall to see if there's anything in there? And, uh, and the thing of it is, is that when people just run from church to church to church, what happens is, is they think some new experience or some new thing's going to occur. And if the man is a man of God and he's going to preach the truth of the Word of God, eventually the same things are going to start coming out again. Amen? Because it's the Word of God. It's going to be preached. Now, it may be preached different by one guy than another, and that happens, and, and some people are more charismatic than other people, and that's going to happen. But what we come for is not how charismatic the man behind the pulpit is. We come because of who Christ is. That's what we're after. And so what happens is, it's not that you're always dealing with a dull teacher or a dull preacher, but as a believer, you can fall prey to becoming dull of hearing. I can't hear it anymore. My mind's not processing it. How many of you have watched uh, a movie and you started watching it and you just don't even remember what you watched? Anybody ever been there? You know why? You're dull of what? Hearing. You can't, you, you don't even see it anymore. And, and your mind is somewhere else. And so God encourages us to really stay upon the truth. Now the warning to the Christian is not to become slothful or to fall prey to apostasy. And so the depth of the warning is you should be maturing but here's what's happening. Instead of maturing, you're turning back in the wrong direction. I mean, what if we were born Vic Henshin's age and start working people sometimes? You'd think, what in the world? And, and, and here's the thing. We don't want to work backwards. That would be really, I know, isn't that the truth? That's just silly, isn't it? That's not what happens. What happens is we're born in our spiritual life. Now, the depth of the warning is you should be maturing. So here's the thought as a Christian. Are you maturing in your Christian life? Would you say this morning, you know what, Pastor? I know I did then. And what you have to ask yourself is this, when you come in and sit in a suit to put into practice. Now, you must allow the Lord to mature you to avoid becoming sluggish. or You've got to heed these warnings. And the first warning is this. It's there in the very first verse, verse 11, of whom we have you. Now, if Pastor came in here and said, listen, you bunch of people, you are just dumb. And what did he say? Seeing you. You are dull of hearing. You're not listening and telling them. And then secondly, remaining a babe. He says in, uh, in the following verse, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and become such as have need of milk and not strong meat, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Hey, what? Babe. And then he tells us where the strong meat belongs. And what happens is that they're full age. Even those who have re, uh, uh, by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both in good and evil. In your Christian life, you should be maturing. And, and listen, use it to help teach others as well. You should be maturing. Now, by the way, uh, this is a condition of spiritual apathy. What that is, is just a lack of interest. I, I'm not interested anymore. I, I don't really have that much of an interest in it anymore. There's a, there's a thing called a sloth. And it's an animal that lives in Central America. 
This sloth lives in Central America, and this sloth uh, is just a uh, who is eat and sleep and mate, and that's it. In fact, they mold grows on their body. When God says you are dumb, slow, you're so slow, mold growing on you. Now, that's hard to take in, isn't it? Now, like I said, I didn't write Hebrews, amen? I'm just telling you what it says. And God says that's what happens to that, even mold growing upon us. How many of you have ever gotten into the refrigerator and you got something in the back, right, man? It sat there for so long and did nothing that it what? Molded. And sometimes in our Christian life, we become stale, and that's what happens to us. It's helpful not to take this journey of stalling or moving away from God. Now, let me give you three things that I think will really help you. And I'm going to give you some verses. If you Bible, you can write these down. But here's three things. Listen to this. Dull of hearing is this. One of it is, is I will not listen. How many of you have some children like that sometimes? I'm not going to listen to you. I said, Dad, I'm not going to listen to you. But the fact is, is that I will not listen. Now think about this for just a moment. God said, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I want to ask you a question this morning. How many of you have done that this week? Amen. I will not listen. I'm not going to do that. I will not what? Listen, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to listen to what God said. And so we have these troubles sometimes enter into our lives. Listen to this. The word of God in Zechariah, from your evil ways and from your evil doings, Here's what he said. But they did went on and says, nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. He said this. They what was wrong, but they didn't want to do what? They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to listen. They didn't want to hearken. They didn't want... Here's the thing. As a Christian, we've got to be very careful that we don't fall into that trap of, I'm not going to listen. And you say, I, I do listen. Listening is not hearing. Amen? How many of you uh, recall in Charlie Brown whenever uh, Lucy would sit in class... How many of you know what I'm talking about? And she would sit in class, and the teacher would talk, and what did she hear? Wah, 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 wah. That happens to you as a Christian sitting in a room just like this while I'm talking. You're like, pastor's talking. I know he is. I see his mouth moving, but it's going me out like wah, 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 wah. Not grabbing a thing. And what you want to do is take it in. You want to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I am going to listen. I am going to listen and I'm going to hearken. I'm going to be obedient unto the truth of the Word of God. Listen, when you say, I know God's Word says that, and you throw in that three-letter word, but you have a different opinion than God, you're not listening. You're only telling God where you stand on His truth. <laughs> and what I wanted to challenge you with is this. He said, I will not listen. Listen in John 8, 43. Why do you not understand my speech? This is Christ speaking. Why don't you understand my speech? Why don't you understand what I'm saying, he said to them. And here's what he told them. He said, even because you cannot hear my word, you can't hear me anymore. And what happens is God places a pastor, a preacher in a local church to come in and preach week after week after week after week after week and service after service after service. And I know the voice just drowns inside your head sometimes and you fail to listen anymore because all you hear is... He wants you to be challenged by His Word. So there's that dull of hearing comes because I will not listen. Here's the other thing. I will not receive the Word. In other words, I heard it, but I'm not going to tell us it's not for me. How many of you have sat through a message and thought about someone else the whole time you were listening to the message? Anybody ever have that message and you thought about someone else rather than yourself? I think it happens to a lot of us. I think we sit in services sometimes. So maybe God's trying to speak to us at times. He's trying to tell us something.
I will not receive the tree. Why? Because the pastor's not making this up. The Bible clearly says there are Christians who will not listen. And if you go and you read those, what God was rebuking them for was the fact that they did not want the Peter 3.16. Some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. He said some things are hard to be understood, so I don't want anything to do with it. It's too hard. I don't need that. That's too difficult to understand, so I don't need it. And they are not act upon the Word of God. I won't do it. I will not act. I'm sorry. He said, for this people's heart is waxed gross. Now, I want to tell you something. Is wax gross? <laughs> That's not what he means by that. He's saying there's a lot of it, isn't it? Their hearts have become fattened, heavy. How many of you have ever stuck a Q-tip in your ear and cleaned it out? Sometimes that's pretty nasty what you bring out, isn't it? Your ears are full of what? Wax. And it's hard to hear sometimes. I got it so bad one time that I had to go to the doctors, and they went in there, and they had this other little stick that they used to stick in there, and they started pulling all this stuff out, and I went, ah, I can hear. <laughs> and they pulled the wax out. They were able to get it out. And what it is is he says your heart is waxed gross. It's, it's covered with something. You can't, you can't take it in anymore. He said it's waxed gross. Here, listen to this. And their ears are dull of hearing. There's that word again. They've gotten to the place they're not listening anymore. They have allowed themselves to get waxed gross. In other words, just... And then he says, in their eyes they have closed. In other words, you're not looking with your spiritual eyes anymore. You see things, but you, you just don't see them anymore. And then he goes on and makes this statement. Understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. In other words, there's no listening anymore and they should understand with their heart. Now, he's not talking about this physical thing that's pumping inside our body, but that internal understand these things. This is what he's talking about. But what happens to us is we become dull. It's a little different in Thessalonica. Would you turn in your Bibles for just a moment? I want you to see this firsthand. Look at first. There was a very different attitude in Thessalonica on this subject. Look at chapter 2 and verse 13 of 1 Thessalonians. He says, For this cause are we there together? Because when ye received the word of God, which ye what? Ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in what? Truth, the word of God. Now watch this, folks. This is very important. Which effectually worketh also. God's Word does a work inside of us. And He said, you didn't have words of a man that you've heard, but you've received it as the Word of God. And, and, and especially those of you that believe, we know this is working in you. And that is where God's work takes place. But the work really takes place on the inside, doesn't it? You can't see my salvation. He saved. It doesn't work that way. You can't see that in my life. But what you can come out of me... Amen? And then you can see the actions bore out in that person's life. Very thing, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. In other words, there's an action of what you do, what you say, how you listen, how you behave, and the things that you do. It's an amazing word, isn't it? But here's what it is. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not taking that in. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to listen to God's Word, I'm not going to receive God's Word, and I'm not going to act upon God's Word. Now, you say, well, Pastor, I would never do that. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman this week. God says, pray without ceasing. Have you done that this week? 
God tells us not to get to the place that we ought to exhort one another. So much the more as we see the day approaching. Listen, we ought to assemble together. Have you avoided that? Now, here's what I'm sharing with you. When I hear God's word, well, I, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to take that in. That's not. I don't need to do anything about that. And that is a problem. That causes you to become dull of hearing. It creates that being a sloth. Now, here's the thing. Over in Thessalonica, he said, When ye receive the word of God which ye heard, of truth, the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. He said, There's something going on here. And, and so, what you have to do is you have to let God's word still take effect in your of so the scriptures. Ah, that Sunday school is kind of dull. I don't want to be there for that Sunday school class. The preaching, phew, man, I wish he'd get some new illustrations. <laughs> I wish he was used to wear in Vegas. <laughs> want this anymore. And we get to that place where the preaching's dull. How about the reading of the Bible? I don't feel like doing that. Reading the Bible is dull. I would rather watch a basketball game. I'd rather go do something. Reading the Bible, boy, that's boring. I mean, have you ever read Cosmopolitan, Pastor? That's exciting. But man, the Bible, you've got to be kidding me. Then we become spiritually dull. Now, spiritual immaturity is more likely an internal problem rather than the Lord not nourishing us up in the word of faith. I think he does it through Sunday school. I think he does it through fellowship. I think he does it through all of those things. And God's working in that. Not going to take it in. Not going to act upon it. Not going to do anything about it. Now, spiritual immaturity and avoiding becoming dull of hearing, that only happens by you taking action. You say, well, what action should I take? Well, I challenge you, be in the word of God every day. Every day. You know, I, I've been in multiple churches over the last several months, and, and by the way, I'm not only in church on Sunday. I go to other churches to, to listen to preaching when the revivals are going on. I just leave and go. I love if the people get tired of hearing the fact that they're supposed to read their Bible. I've listened to four other messages this week, and I'm thinking to myself, in every one of those messages, the challenge was read your Bible. And I thought, well, I do read my Bible. But he wasn't talking about just reading, really getting into the Word of God, really allowing yourself to be nourished up in the words of faith. Uh, oh, and that guy comes in, and he talks for a little while, and, and I get to take a nap, and, and what church is? Church is really for you to take in the Word of God. I challenge you, you know, uh, Pastor, Pastor does spend time studying his messages. He wants to study out the Word. He wants to give you something. And I pray, and, and I praise God, and, and I ask Him, Lord, would you feed the challenge to take it and do something with what they've heard? And I and look at this, and, and so, right? It's not the Eagles Club. Uh, the church is not the bingo hall. The church things. The church is a living organism. It's alive. And the church itself comes together to glorify God. The organism goes out and it starts to infect the rest of the world with the truth of the Word of God. We're alive and we're to take that Word and go do something with it. So the church is just not a place that we kind of have full time for you. It is a time where you get alone with God. It is a time of you personally worshiping God. There is a time of worship. It's a time of lifting God up. It's a time of, of, of speaking to the Lord and letting Him know how much... But listen, it's prayer and supplication. You begin to ask God for some of the things that you have need of because you know He answers that. But listen, prayer is a time of worship. Do you have a prayer closet? 
By the way, the Word of God challenges us to have a place where we go in private and get alone with God. And that we get into a, a time of alone with Him, allowing Him to put those everlasting arms around you and, and to your prayer. When I look to the Scriptures, what about serve out of your Christian life if you never serve the Lord? If you never serve God, nothing's really... I was just telling the kids the other day, one of the most exciting things for me, I love to go door knocking. I like to knock on doors, but you know what? I'm commanded to do that. <laughs> I just happen to like it. Now, do I get nervous? I sure do. I'm from when I've been out knocking on doors. I was sharing with the kids the other day. Uh, you know, I like, if you've ever seen Scooby-Doo, you know, kind of that big kind of a dog, right? And, uh, and, and you see a young man, his name was Alcova. He's still there at, at Westmoreland. We would go out and we'd go soul winning together. Went around and we're handing out John and Romans and tracts and encouraging people to come to church. And I saw this house and I could see this line run from behind the house over to a tree. And I said, I said, Alcova, I said, you see that sign? It said, beware of dog. I said, I'm not encouraged to go back. He goes, oh, I'll get it. Now, I want to tell you something, Alcova, but this man moved slow. And he spoke slow. One of the brightest men I know. He's very smart, but just spoke real. I'll get that. And he began with a guy. I saw him go behind that house, and all of a sudden I seen. I knew there was a dog back there. Now I'm tell you, when you go stations, and here was a man who was challenged in his heart to get that John and Romans in track. I said, "Where is he?" He said, "I threw it on the porch." <laughs> He came running out from behind that house. He said, but it's there. And he said, it won't return. It's there. And it won't return. Void. Very slow. Of course, I saw him come running out from behind that house. You and your Christian walk. We got this spaghetti luncheon coming up. I just shared with you a little bit ago. We're preparing to do this. I want to encourage some of you ladies to go and ask them, hey, can I help with that? I promise you, Vicki and Anita will accept your help. Amen? 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 Amen. I know they'll ask. I mean, they'd be happy to accept your help. Now, here's the thing. Well, uh, what do I get out of this? Absolutely nothing. You get to eat spaghetti, and you get to serve the Lord. Amen. We ought to say, praise the Lord. God wants me to make some spaghetti. Amen. Not pastor. The Lord wants you to make it. Amen? And listen, what's the purpose of all that? Well, we're going to say tubing, that's what we're doing? No, because how Hightower is going to be up there preaching the Word of God. <laughs> Amen? Amen? That's why we're going. Amen. Now, in the midst of it all, you said, well, God's Word is going to be preached. Amen? Amen? And we want to get them in there so they can hear the Word of God. And you can do these things. Giving is so important in your Christian life. It's not because it teaches. Amen? Amen? The Bible teaches us to tithe. And a tithe is 10%. It's my net. No, 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 no. It's your gross. Amen. It is. I can promise you. I can think of it is you give, not so that I can have, but because it helps your relationship with first you as a thief. That's terrible, isn't it? Pastor, I can't believe you just called me a thief. Well, if you tithe, you're not one. Amen. <laughs> but the Bible says if you don't tithe, you're a thief. I'm not preaching something wrong. I'm preaching truth. Amen. And so people sometimes wonder what's wrong. Well, that's wrong sometimes because you're not tithing, you're not giving. So do not abandon your life of faith. And it starts by becoming dull of hearing. You become in the use of the Word of God. I shared verses 12 and 13 with you. Heed the warning and avoid becoming a babe or remaining a babe, I should say. 
as you mature, never mature in their Christian life. And the Lord refers to them as one that has become dull of hearing. And so what's the warning? Well, the warning to the Christian is not to become slothful or to fall prey to apostasy. Uh, write this down. You can look at this later. 1 Corinthians 3.1. 1 Corinthians 3.1. As unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. He said, I can't raise the bar on you because you're not there yet. I have to keep preaching at this level down here because you're not ready for this anymore. He said, I have to talk to you almost like carnal people. Carnal are those that are in the world that are not saved. He says, i got to talk to you that way almost because it's not sinking in. And the depth of the warning is you should be maturing, but you have turned in the wrong direction. And I believe many Christians fall into a second childhood. They can be in a church for a long time and they fall into a second childhood. Instead of helping others grow, they are in need of learning again is what he said. And by the way, I didn't write this, okay? I just want to make that clear. God wrote this. And he says, this is what's happening. And there's a need there. And this is a baby food diet. You know, buy Gerber's all the time. And the only thing I really liked was Tutti Frutti. Amen? Because the other ones, you'd take a bite of their green beans, and buddy, that wasn't green beans. That was a green stuff in a jar. And I'd put it in my mouth. Stuff was nasty. There was no flavor to it. It was all mashed up. How many of you like your green beans like that? Amen? Not me. I like a little bit of bacon grease and green beans. Amen? Anybody with me on that one? Amen? You like a little meat in your green beans? <laughs> Gerber Sunday. Huh? And we're just going to mash it all up and everybody... See, we wouldn't want that, would we? And you say, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but the thing of it is, is you wouldn't want to eat that. But if I said, now listen... Man, the Lord, man, he gave us steak and lobster for Sunday. I'll be there. Why? Because that's the meat. I like the lobster, but I don't like the steak. But I'll tell you what, there'd be a lot of people bellying up to the table, amen? Because that is food, isn't it? God's telling us the same thing in the scriptures. This is a baby food diet. That's really what milk is. Cow chooses its cud and goes bellies in a cow. One. Is there only one? Four. Four. There's four bellies. Or whatever class that was supposed to be. See, I don't even know what class I was supposed to be in. Four bellies. But man, they chew that stuff up, and all of a sudden, when Chris is over there, right? What comes out? Pre-digested food. something. If I ate and regurgitate, would you want to eat it? Absolutely not. You say, pre-digested food. And so you look at it. It's closed, brother. Uh, uh, and, and it's just milk, though. There's nothing to it. There's no substance to it, though, is there? And it, Here's what I want you to get a hold of. Only those with teeth can enjoy the meat. Amen? You can't really chew milk, can you? It'd be kind of hard. There's a lot of stuff going on there. You start chewing milk. What God's saying is this. I don't want you to stay on the baby food. I want you to move on. I want you to get a hold of something that's got some substance to it, something that's got some meat to it. Milk is elementary or the first principles of the oracles of God, and the need is to take many back to the, to the basics or the principles of the infallible or the never-failing effective authority word of God. Being able to share spiritual truth is a mark of maturity, and not everyone has the gift of teaching, but everyone can share what they've learned from the word of God. Everyone has a testimony. If you got saved, somehow or another, someone shared the gospel. And you can share that with others. 
after salvation, especially over an extended period of time, something with that truth. And then if you don't, you'll never outgrow the need for milk. You'll just constantly be to try to make spiritual progress, but you just stay on the milk. And what it is is that I can promise you Ray Lynn's going to want some french fries here soon. Milk. She's going to want to get past that, and she's pretty soon going to be saying, Dad, when we stop a distance, give me something that I can really take in. Now, I want you to consider this. After some period of time, you need to grow. You must strive always to make spiritual progress. A babe is remowing in your Christian life. And so you should not remain unskillful in the use of the Word of God. Think about this for just a moment. If you have employees and you hire someone in, uh, have trained them up, and now they're able to do the work, and, and, and they're able to, to do How long do you think they're going to last? They just don't get it. And they just say, show them, you teach them, you tell them, and you show them over and over again. And yet they just eh, interested in the work. <laughs> they're just not interested in what they're doing. And you, you get to that place, but they're just an unskillful worker. <laughs> they just don't get it. <laughs> no matter how hard you work with them, they just don't want to do it. Would you continue to keep that? Get rid of them. Thank God we have a loving God, Amen. And he doesn't write us off. He keeps coming back to us saying, come on, I'm going to bring you along. God doesn't do that, does he? And I want you to consider this morning about growing in your Christian life. Dull of hearing leads to remaining a babe, and this is caused by a babe. The Lord tells us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So heed the warning and avoid remaining immature. The warning is against apostasy. And here's the thing. Are you abandoning your faith in Christ, remaining immature? You know, do you want this for your children? I don't. I want my children to grow. I want to teach them. I want to train them. As my children have grown, I teach them how to have a bank account and how to put their money in the bank and how to manage their monies and how to do those things. I think that's important stuff, amen? Some parents just put them out and say, they'll figure it out. <laughs> they do a lot of times, and then they're back at your house, amen? And, and the thing of it is is that they're raising their family at your house instead of at their own, and that happens sometimes. But the thing of it is, is you teach them how to manage everything. And you, you teach them how to, to do these things. Now, here's what I'm sharing with you. When, when you have children, you raise them up, you teach them, you train them to do things. And you want them to be able to go and do these things on their own. And God wants the same thing for us. When I look into the Scriptures, He tells us to heed the warning and avoid remaining immature. 1 Corinthians 3, 2 and 3, you can write this down. He said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat for his spirit. Neither, were yet, um, neither yet now are ye able, for ye and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? He said, you, you, you haven't grown. He says, I want you to mature as you, as you get saved. And growing in the Word is learning to use it in your daily life as, as you would want your children, not with a lack of discernment, but with discernment. Use God's Word to help me through this day. I can do those things. Let me get you to turn to a verse here, Ephesians 4. 14, that lack discernment and are not of full age and, and will often stick almost anything in their mind. And this is sad for Christians today because we take in so much stuff. We, we're not really in the 14 with me. He says in Ephesians 4, 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed, what folks? With every what? Wind of doctrine. Now look at me for just a moment. Doctrine is teaching. That's what it is. It's what you're learning. And he says there, this is good, and this week, this is good. How many of you have uh, watched the news or listened to some things and said, you know what, uh, coffee's good for you. Now coffee's no good for you. 
Eggs are good for you. Eggs are now no good for you, right? How many of you have seen some of that stuff? Drink more than one cup. Drink no cups. You know what I mean? And you listen to this stuff after a while, and you're thinking to yourself, good night, man, what am I supposed to do? You go to one doctor, and he tells you one thing. You go to another doctor, and he tells you another thing. And you're thinking, you know what that is? Just every wind of doctrine being tossed to and fro. You don't know what to believe. And I want to tell you something. If you want to stand on truth and the foundation of the Word of God, pick up your King James Bible and start reading it. Amen? And you'll be able to stand on truth. Amen? What you'll be able to do is know what is real. And you'll be able to look at what is false and you'll say that's just not real. Too many people are on the internet getting their Bible. And you don't need to be on the internet to get your Bible. You need to be in the Bible to get your Bible. Amen? And what you want to do is you want to know these truths. You want to know what God's Word says, not what somebody has to say about God's Word. You say, well, what are you doing today? I'm trying to preach the truth and tell you to get into the Word. When you read the Word of God, something happens to you. The Spirit of God is moved within you. And he tells us this. He said, For ye are yet carnal, for as is among you envying and strife and divisions. Are ye not carnal and walk as men? What causes or creates that kind of environment is because people are not in the Word of God today. They have their opinions and their views and they don't know what the Bible says. And you need to know what the Scriptures teach. James 1, 5 and 6, he says, If any of you lack wisdom... Let us mask of God who give it to all men liberally and embraceth not and it shall be given him. But listen to this. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that waveth is like the wave of the sea, driven and with the wind and tossed. In other words, I'm bounced all over the place. When I was a kid, I used to get in the tub. I used to have these little army boats. I used to put them in the tub with me. When I was in the tub, sometimes, Brother Craig, I'd just smack the water and go over here and smack the water and, and they come back the other way just tossed to and fro waving all over the place and here's the thing if you're not in the word of God that will happen to you in your Christian life you'll bounce from church to church from preacher to preacher from doctrine to doctrine this one says this this one says that and I challenge you this get in the word of God know what it says know what the Bible teaches there's a need, and he says this, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And, and if you don't understand, ask God to help you. I've heard people say, I read the Bible, I don't understand it. And the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, do what? Let him ask of God. When's the last time you asked God to help you understand that truth? Pray and seek the Lord in it, asking God to help you. There's a need for you to exercise your spiritual senses and develop that biblical discernment. By being in church, reading your Bible, teaching others, serving and giving, you'll avoid immaturity. You'll avoid becoming dull of hearing. And here's the thing. Be cautious as a believer to listen with caution and identifying if the messenger is being true to the Scriptures. Uh, a lot of folks listen to TV preachers and they listen to radio preachers and they listen to all these things. And they're saying, what did they just say? Because if you listen close enough, sometimes they're feeding you false doctrine. They're feeding you false teachings. And they're doing it in a subtle way where it just didn't quite sound. God, the Holy Spirit, is trying to prick your heart and let you know that. You know, when I think about this, our physical, which we need so we can function properly. And you also have spiritual senses. That spiritual man. Let me give you some verses. You can write these down. We won't turn here this morning. Ephesians, the Bible says that he would grant you 
according to the riches of His glory, to be with might by His Spirit in the inner man. God the Holy Spirit cannot see. He then tells us this in Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste You have to trust this word, amen? You have to trust what this says. Doing this isn't the easiest thing, but trusting and doing it is what is best for us as believers. And then lastly, this in Matthew 13, 16, but blessed are your eyes where they and close it, lift and listen and try to understand what it's saying. In fact, God says that he would lose. And the spiritual individual will exercise those spiritual senses. Avoid uh, philosophies of... No, sometimes it just kills you, right? And the thing of it is, is that you hear these philosophies and you're thinking, where did you get that? And, the, and, and what God tells us is we need to... I want you to turn to this, this is the last verse I have for you. Turn to 1 Timothy with me. Turn to 1 Timothy with me. Chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Look at verse 7 with me. Tell me if I'm right, but refuse profane, is that it? Is that, is that the right one? He said, but refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise uh, thyself rather unto what? For bodily exercise is profitable little, but godliness is profitable unto how many things? All things. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. There are spiritual senses that need to be... The Word of God makes you wiser and stronger. Amen? And what you need to do is be in the Word of God. It involves time, and it does. We can't expect somebody to get saved and grow rapidly. Uh, today they learn, tomorrow they are, you know, standing behind a pulpit preaching. It doesn't necessarily work that way. It takes time. And so Christianity and Christian maturity involves time, and it involves growth in the knowledge of the Word of God. And of those Bible truths. And what God does sometimes is He'll save us and He'll take us through some things and He'll grow us through His Word. But if we're not going to receive that, I'm not going to act upon that of hearing. You'll become a sloth in your Christian life because you refuse and to act upon the Word of God. God says, train. And how does that happen? By things we experience in life, but by then taking me challenge you this morning, do not become dull of hearing.